Okay. Student Radio Maastricht. <laughs> this is Student Radio Maastricht, and you're listening to Maastricht Musings, the show in which Kiara Redmond talks to other bachelor students about their final thesis topics. Episode 2, Gael on mixed-race identity in France. Enjoy! Hi, I'm Keir Redmond and welcome to the second episode of Maastricht Musings, a podcast series in which I interview students about their bachelor's thesis and find out what makes each topic so worth writing a thesis on. In this episode, I spoke to Gaëlle Collant about mixed race identity in France. Gaëlle shed light on how race is not really discussed in France and how this made her feel conflicted about her own racialized identity. By exploring mixed race identity recently, in particular the French understanding of mixed race identity, which is known as métissage, Gaëlle was able to gain more awareness of her own racialized identity and what this means to her. Personally, growing up in an environment in which I was never racialized, aided by the fact that nearly all the media that I was consuming portrayed whiteness as the norm, it was a very important moment in my life when I gained this awareness of my own race, how I too am racialized, and how I fit into the racialized system that structures society. I was able to gain this awareness by having numerous discussions and reflections on race, which is why I'm so supportive of Gael's belief that we need to recognise race, ensure that there is a discourse that we can use to discuss it, and that the world should be more aware of the multiple racial identities that make up French society. So without further ado, welcome to Maastricht Musings Episode 2. So, hello. Hey. <laughs> Thank you for coming. Um, would you be able to start by just introducing yourself? Yeah, so my name is Gaëlle. I'm French and I'm studying at the University College Maastricht. And um, I'm in my third year, so I'm writing my thesis. And what are you writing your thesis on? I'm writing my thesis on mixed race identity in France and more precisely on the so-called métisse in France. And my research question is, how are Métis experiencing their métissage in France and how does this impact the way they negotiate their racial identity and cultural identity? Okay, so would you be able to start by explaining what Métis and métissage is and what it is to you? Mm -hmm. So very simply, Métis and métissage basically means mixed race. Um, I use the word Métis because it does have a meaning that's a little bit different than just mixed race in France because we don't really talk about race but also because of the way France thinks about multiculturalism and its colonial past. Race, culture and ethnicity are kind of all the same thing and everything is put together. So Métis kind of really includes all these things together. And usually um, when we talk about it in France, it means a French white person, French white culture mixed with an outside culture like in my case, I'm focusing on black and white Métis. So it can be from Sub-Saharan Africa or from uh, French islands um, like Martinique, for instance. Mm -hmm. And are there any connotations that come with the word? So um, the word in itself does have connotation because it does, um, its basis is um, this dichotomy between black or white or b white and Asian and this really 
strong separation between race, different race and different cultures. So this idea that there is categories that are separate. And so the word means those categories are separate and they exist. And sometimes they mix together, but it does kind of um, highlight um, very strict categories. But uh, today this um, kind of really racial and um, connotation of the word which is like really this separation doesn't exist in the way people use it on a daily life basis. Um, now, Matisse is just it's just a thing that you are. So if people see me, I'm obviously ambiguous and not dark skin. My hair is not that it's not the most Afro hair you could see. But uh, so it's just I'm just Matisse and people would say it without any problem while they would have problems saying that I'm black or that I'm white. Those words, you don't really use it in France. There's always somewhere to go around it. But Matisse, nobody tries to go around it because I think in most people's minds, it has a good connotation. So this idea of multiculturalism, of forgetting about race, of going beyond. And so Matisse is cultural, racial, but it's good. It's beautiful, and people tend to think that Métis people are are beautiful. And so, would you identify as Métis yourself? Uh, yeah, I do now. I used to not think about it. It used to not be a part of my identity. But now I do identify as Métis, and retrospectively, it was a big part of my life. I just didn't realize it. So how did you come to realize it then? So it happened in different stages. Already when I was younger, you had comments like, oh, um, I don't want to play with you because you're black. And then I would go to my parents. They would tell me that I should just tell them that I'm milk chocolate, which basically means that I would be in between and I'm not black. I'm a little bit brown. Um, so that was already kind of a hint to it, but it never really sinked in. And and then also when I started having my Afro hair out, because before I used either to relax it, so make it straight, or I would have um, extensions and stuff like this. Now I have had my Afro for more than six years. So when I started doing this, it was at the same time that I went into a more urban kind of, uh, of area, because before I lived in the countryside, and people started touching my hair, and my hair was a big topic, and my hair, my hair, my hair everywhere. Um, so then I realized this, like, really this focus that people had on, on this difference more than on other aspects of my life. So that was also a plus. And then really the big um, bridge to realizing that I was Métis was coming here and starting reading things about Afrofeminism, about Black feminism, about um, racial issues in general, which really put light into on my experiences, experiences that I had with like overt racism or covert racism. Uh, they really put light on this and realizing that races existed made me realize black and white existed, which meant that I was Métis and um, that really changed the way I identified, really changed the way I thought. So now I think I'm Métis and I put a lot of work into trying to be Métis in a healthy way, in a way that I like. So how do you think that being able to have that category has helped in any way for you? Um, helped. So um, I think it has really helped me now because I have realized that certain experiences that I had when I was younger, so for instance, someone making a joke about me saying that I'm wild in bed because I'm black, 
uh, jokes that made me feel very uncomfortable, but I didn't understand why. Um, realizing that that Matisse and all those racial dynamics kind of made me feel legitimate in this feeling that I had and put words on something that I couldn't explain. And the fact that I couldn't explain it before really made it worse. And now understanding it, I can deal with it. I can think about it. And I can also deal with my own body, with my hair, with my curves, with whatever thing that I have that is supposedly black. And it really helped me feeling good with myself because it's not that before people excluded me that I was alone and depressed. But I had kind of kind of this un, unmentioned, untalked feeling inside of me. And things were happening to me and I didn't understand why. And so having this category really helped me be myself and be a healthy self where I'm comfortable with my body and with my life and with my origins, everything. Yeah. And so I think this may be drifting slightly from your research question, but you're talking about how having a category, a racial category, can be beneficial. Mm -hmm. um, what would you say about the argument that we should try to ignore race and that we shouldn't try to, we should try to not see race? What would you say to that? Well, okay, when I mean that having racial categories is beneficial, I actually mean that not that having it is beneficial, but recognizing it is beneficial. Because I think what's wrong when you deny race, when you try not to see it, is that it's there. So it's there by history, and because we haven't solved the history, and... Um, when you think about French people, for instance, it's very common that people will still picture a white person eating cheese and baguette. But actually, from its history and from its population, from its co contemporary population, France is mixed. France, French identity also includes African diaspora identity. And it's part of it. It's an essential part of it. And the way France is now, it's because of this. So... I think, firstly, denying race is denying this history and also the contemporary situation, which is there is this composition, there is this idea that France is not those old French traditional Catholic people, but it's something different. And not acknowledging this is having a lot of impact on racialized people on their life, because let's say that, I mean, the most common example that I have is that People think they can joke about race. People think that they can be like, ooh, yeah, you're funny because you're black. Or, ooh, yeah, eat this banana, black person. They think they can joke about this. But the thing is that they think they can joke about this because it doesn't exist. But you're perpetuating stereotypes. You're, you're perpetuating ideas and you're putting people in boxes. And even though you think it's a joke and because race is denied, you think it's totally fine. It's having impact on people's life when you grow up hearing those jokes that as a black person, you're always supposed to be funny or dirty. When you grow up with this, I think it has a lot of impact on how you relate with your body and with your life. So that's just a daily life example. But there are also a lot of structural problems. So my topic is not on structural problems, it's really about identity and experiences and daily life racism. But the structural problem also exists. And I think that's why it's really important to acknowledge racism, because otherwise you can't address the problem. Having the discourse is an essential part of solving the problem. I think that was really, really good. A really good <laughs> answer. Um, 
So you just started to touch upon what you're trying to find out from your research Mm -hmm. uh, for your thesis. How did you go about collecting the data? How did you do the research yourself? So my research is an empirical qualitative research, which means that I'm doing interviews with participants. And so to find participants, I just made this poster uh, asking for Matisse people living in France. And I just shared it on Facebook in public and it went in a lot of places and I got a lot of answers. So um, I went to Paris um, three weeks ago and I interviewed um, 10 people and also via Skype and um, face-to-face because I was in Paris so I interviewed people that lived in Paris face-to-face and the other people uh, via Skype and I just asked them questions and it's a very kind of open interview because I wanted to be based on what they feel, what they think so that's really important and we share a lot of things so it's also collaborative and usually the interviews last an hour maybe an hour and a half if they're really talkative two hours two hours and a half and yeah that's how I collect the data and then I analyze it and I will write my research report soon yeah so what sort of questions were you asking them then during the interviews? So I ask a lot of questions about their lives in general, where they grew up, what kind of relationship they had there with the body, if their body and physical appearance is subjected to a lot of comments. I ask many, many questions to get to details and little stories about their lives and what they experienced, because that's really where I can see how they identify. But also towards the end, when they're feeling comfortable sharing stuff and when they thought about it quite a lot already, I ask questions that kind of already starts the analysis that makes them think and analyze themselves or compare themselves to me or to other stories that I tell them. For instance, I asked them how important was being mixed race in their lives, in their construction of their identity. And so, yeah, they already like analyze and try to think how important it is, find examples themselves. Um, so, yeah, those are the kind of questions that I ask. Yeah. And were there any answers that were of particular interest to you? Maybe they surprised you or you weren't expecting them? Um, so what's really interesting is that I have my own experience. And you always assume that, I mean, I knew already because of the readings that I've made before creating this research, but you always assume that most people have a similar experiences, uh, similar experiences as you, um, which wasn't the case. There are participants that have very similar experiences as mine, but there are also participants that have crazy experiences completely different from mine. I think it's due for, from, to their physical appearances or to their family, the environment they grew up in, but for instance... Some people, because they're white passing, which means that people can easily consider them as white, so they have light skin or straight hair. And those people um, have this experience that people force them into the white category. They, They force them to forget that they also have black heritage. They, which is not always a problem for them. Sometimes they say, well, it's easier and it works well, but when you're connected with your heritage, when you're connected with your family, both sides, it's really important sometimes to have both of your side recognized by people and that we're not not denying or or rejecting or kind of hating on one side of your heritage. So some people have this experience and it's really interesting. Some others also cannot mention experiences, like relevant experiences that they have with Métissage. They do not have details to give me about people commenting on their body or people I don't know if they don't want to talk about it or if they don't have anything but they don't 
they don't seem to be really into the interview through the interview. So, so I expect them to think Mitisaj is not important in their life. But when, when I come to this question and ask them how important it was in their life, they say it was really important. So they, it's this idea that really being Métis blurred their racial categories, blurred the way they identify, blurred the way people see them because they are ambiguous and to others and to themselves. So this made them really work hard to go beyond racial categories because it was confusing and blurring. So an example is um, one of the participants just explored a lot other cultures and she went to Japan for a year and so this idea that you need that she needed to discover cultures and explore and really work hard to know stuff and to decide what she wanted to be I think is related to, to her being Matisse which I would have never imagined to me being Matisse makes race important in your life and representation and your body which wasn't the case for them but still Métissage was important in their life, which was really interesting. Yeah. So my final main question is, for you, why do you think that this topic is worth investigating? Why is it worth researching? Why is it worth talking about? So I think one of the first things that I have to admit to myself is that I don't believe in big changes that come from the top. And I think that already making people feel comfortable with themselves and making people, giving people the tools to deal with what is happening to them and their environment is an essential part of making things better. So it doesn't mean that I'm changing the world with my research, but I believe that my research works within a bigger framework of many other people working on different stuff. And I hope mine adds the little, the little rock on the pile that would make something better. And I think working on identities is always important. But to me, mixed race identities is important because of my own experience. I know that understanding that I was Matisse and embracing it and working on it really, really was liberating and changed my life in a better way. And so I think I want to give a little bit to my participant also by discussing with them about this because some of them really want to talk about it. They already had this realization. They just want to share and see that other people feel the same. And some of them are confused about it or are interested in why that would be an important topic. So I think it's already helping my participant. And then this project to me is part of the bigger project of changing France um, perception and position around race and around cultural and individual identity. I really want to, I mean, it's really ambitious, but I really want to be part of this change in France of having this kind of, I mean, I don't want to use the world multiculturalism because to me it's often a lie, but to having this true multiculturalism, to acknowledge France as, as having a diversity of people, for this diversity of people to be represented in academia, to, re to be represented in mainstream media, TV shows, literature, So um, I want to be part of the people that will give space and will give a voice to the diversity of France. And I really, really hope at one point it will happen. I hope when people think about French and French people in, in the United States or whatever country idealizes Europe and France and Paris, I hope they think about the black people living in there. I, th I hope they think about African diaspora in France because it's an essential part of it. 
This was the second episode of Maastricht Musings, with new episodes coming soon. The music was by Lee Rosevere, and you can find a link to it in the description. Thank you so much, Gael, for sharing your thoughts on this topic with me. And again, thank you to the team of Student Radio Maastricht for making this possible. If you don't already know, Student Radio Maastricht is a platform for students to create their own audio podcasts. And if you type it into SoundCloud or iTunes, you can find all the podcasts that they're making. Until next time, thanks for listening.